very warm welcome to everybody. This is episode uh, 28 of In Focus. That's uh, Focuswire and Focus Rights weekly uh, podcast where we talk about things that have been going on this particular week and we get a guest interviewee. There's lots of things to catch up on with regards to the Focus Right conference, which I'll come to after this week's interview. And that is a very warm welcome to Joe Mason. You're the Chief Marketing Officer at Allianz Partners. Joe, thank you so much for joining us on In Focus this week. Thank you so much, Kevin, for having me. Look forward to it. Okay, right. So we've got a bunch of things I wanted to, you know, for us to have a little bit of a chat about, and we can uh, just go through them one by one, and we'll see where we go. But uh, I think broadly, I mean, you're in a really interesting spot at Allianz Partners because, you know, you have this, it's, it's an insurance product, and you work with lots of parts of the travel industry. We've spoken to lots of people this year to ask them how their year has been, and it's been the same kind of story because they are either – suppliers their own hotels airlines intermediaries car hire tours and activities but we haven't spoken to somebody on the insurance side of things to ask them how their year has been so i'm quite curious as to what your answer would be here because it must be a particularly different kind of perspective because you don't own a hotel or operate an airline obviously well but we do we do rely on those that operate airlines and, and hotels but you know, I think Kevin, uh, like everyone else, we want 2020 to end. Uh, it's been a very, very difficult year for us um, and everyone in the travel industry, as you well know. Uh, and we started the year, when we look back on 2020, we started the year extremely strong. I mean, we came off a, a great 2019. There was a ton of demand. There was capacity. And COVID came along and like everyone else, kind of uh, things came to a screeching halt. Um, so, you know, it was tough and, and we made a lot of decisions. Uh, the associates came together, um, did a lot of things on, uh, on behalf of our customers and our partners to make sure that this hopefully once in a lifetime experience, um, ends up moving on and we can, we can restore some confidence in travel, uh, restore confidence in seeing, uh, other cultures and other destinations. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a tough year. We've, we've taken the time to retool a bit. Uh, we've upgraded our systems, upgraded our technology, provided some interesting accommodations, uh, that benefit our, our customers and our partners. We've had to move people from our headquarters in Richmond. We had about 900 associates there to home office. Uh, so we've done a lot of things that um, uh, you have to do to kind of get through this and, and emerge on the other side stronger. And we, we, we're fully confident we're going to be able to do that. So those are the kind of things that Allianz has had to do as an organization. What are some of the other steps that you took at the beginning with regards to, I guess, how you work with the partners? Well, we had to really assess kind of what this meant for us, uh, what it meant for travel. And as I think most people in the insurance space know, um, epidemics and pandemics, what we're, we're living through right now, are things that are general exclu exclusions in most insurance policies. And, and, and ours was no different. And we had to look at this and, and make a very tough call on how we would treat um, claims. And, and what we ended up doing is uh, benefiting the customer. We ended up uh, putting accommodations in place whereby if our customers got sick from COVID either before or during their trip, 
they would have the same trip cancellation benefits and emergency medical benefits that they would if they had uh, a, a common cold or a flu. Mm -hmm. So these kind of decisions were um, decisions that we made on behalf of our customers. Um, our partners, of course, applauded that. And uh, we think it's going to serve us well going forward. And at the end of the day, we're a company that um, uh, believes in helping people. And, and we want to do it when times are bad as, as much as when times are good. So, okay. Tell us, Joe, how does that all kind of work from a, an underwriting perspective and an insurance perspective, being able to change those policies for customers that then kind of feed down through to your partners? I mean, is that something that was able to be done fairly rapidly once things started becoming very apparent that it ain't going to be very easy? Yes. Uh, when I say rapidly, or when you say rapidly, the, the, the way that kind of you define that within insurance is, <laughs> generally speaking, things aren't rapid in insurance, right? It right. takes a long time. That was, that was the reason I, that I kind yeah. of said it, really, because I was curious as to how yeah, you yeah. define it, rapid. It takes, it takes a long time to make changes to policies. Um, having said that, uh, we can and we did offer what we call an accommodation, and that is uh, almost to think of it as an exception. Um, while epidemics and pandemics are general exclusions, in this case, um, we're doing what we feel is right on behalf of the customer and the partner. Um, it's part of our promise to customers. We've included that in in uh, some of the messaging that we have on our, on our websites, on our partner websites, um, in the terms and conditions of our policy, we will um, have very detailed language, but at the end of the day, what customers care about now and what they cared about then when the, when the epidemic started was, um, how do we, are we going to be covered? Are we going to feel safe and secure a, if we travel, and B, if we don't, are we going to feel like that we have a company that is uh, yeah. that is behind us? And that's what we tried to do. And, you know, look, the, the losses that, that we incurred, like any other insurer during this time, are extremely high. We had... Uh, we had a lot of claims, a lot of cancellations. We generated a, uh, loads of refunds for our customers, particularly when travel suppliers canceled uh, the trips, which was very common. So, you know, we're in a, we're in a, a business, Kevin, where we, we call it a, a high-frequency, low-severity business, where we have a lot of claims. The severity of those claims is generally the cost of a trip. We're not talking about extraordinary claims. And when you have a high-frequency business like ours, uh, and you have customers that you have potentially for a lifetime during their their entire travel journey, wherever travel may take them, it's important to treat them right because yeah. it's, it's, it's not a once and done transaction with us. It's something that we hope is going to, we'll, we'll get through this like everyone else. And we hope that they come back and by making decisions like this, uh, this is how we feel like we create that, that uh, engagement and that loyalty with our customers. How would you say, or indeed, what have you been doing, I guess, to get ready for travel returning now, you know, here I am in Europe and you're, you're usually based in, in, in Europe as well. You know, things started kind of picking up a little bit in June as countries ease their restrictions. Is that, is that when you started putting into place some of the things that you needed to get ready? And how has that kind of evolved as restrictions have come down and opened up again over the course of this last four or five months or so? 
Yeah, it, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, I can tell you whenever there is the least bit of optimism in the news or in the press, whether it's about a vaccine or some sort of tailing off in terms of case counts, uh, we see a pickup. And the pickup comes from uh, the pent up demand that consumers have to travel. And, and we think there's a lot of it. And the, the indications are that people are ready to, to get back to doing what they love to do. Now, until then, the question is, what have we been doing? And we've been doing a lot. We, shockingly, we have been, um, despite the fact that the, uh, the industry is, is going through very tough times, we've been busier than ever. Mm-hmm. And we've retooled some of our systems, completely replaced our CRM system, making it easier for, uh, for, for us to manage um, policies and manage customer accounts. We've upgraded our um, um, Agent Max uh, portal that our retail agents, many of whom uh, hopefully will be listening to this podcast, uh, use on a daily basis to both sell policies and modify policies, cancel policies. A lot of that's being done right now. So creating a better interface was important to them and important to us. On the consumer facing side, we've got a uh, travel app we call Travel Smart. Um, it is a terrific app. You, you, you don't need to be a, a customer to download it. But if you are a customer, you have policy information, uh, accessibility to claim status, ability to file a claim, um, safety and security alerts, uh, emergency access or uh, uh, easy access to emergency responders. And a lot of things that we've been doing behind the scenes to create a better experience for both our partners, uh, our distributors, and our customers. And um, what else are we doing? We, we are um, also simplifying our product suite. We have uh, the travel insurance industry over time has created a lot of complexity and a lot of uh, very specific products to suit very specific needs. And we're looking at our entire product portfolio and we're making some uh, changes to make it more um, simple, uh, in fact, to, to understand the value proposition and to use and, and um, benefit from the products. I think that's an interesting one, actually, Joe, because certainly from my perspective, and it may just be a, a reflection on my intelligence, but I'm, I do often find the process of insurance and things like that actually quite complicated to to kind of unravel, especially when you need a claim. So the fact that you're just saying here, Joe, that the, you know part of what you've been doing this year is to try and simplify that would, I would imagine, would be quite welcomed by people. We agree. Uh, consumers have been telling us and telling the industry for years, and it's not just travel insurance. Uh, yeah. You know, it's homeowners insurance, it's auto insurance, et cetera where it it becomes, the product becomes so mired in the terms and conditions and all the legalese that Mm -hmm. what a lot of people do is they buy and they hope, they hope they never need it. And I don't want people to buy and hope. I want people to buy and understand. I want people to see the value in what we do um, to be obvious. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you the, the anxiety that COVID has created, particularly among travelers, uh, is something that travel insurance and the value proposition behind, value, uh, behind travel insurance is ideally suited for. Because what we do, it's all about safety, security, and well-being, giving people peace of mind when they travel. And the only way to do that is to be very clear about what they're getting. 
And, um, and that's always, it's always a bit of a moving target. And, and we've got to be sure we've got limited real estate and we can offer our products and explain our products. We give people a 10 day free look period on all the policies that are sold. Uh, and it's important to me as chief marketing officer to make sure that, that our customers get it. And, uh, and resoundingly they do. Um, we're seeing purchase rates uh, go up 10 to 15% um, and even higher in certain cases throughout COVID. And we expect that to continue. Some of the research that we've done around uh, a, a, a resurgence of travel um, certainly suggests a lot of optimism eventually. And it also suggests that people are going to be really conscientious uh, when they book a trip. They're gonna be conscientious about where they go about how they get there and about what kind of protections they have um, before and during the trip. Are there any other things around that kind of consumer behavior towards travel that you think might change or will change with regards to, you know, insurance and things like that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think the, what we're seeing from consumers is certainly more of a, of a domestic type focus. Yeah. Uh, people will want to avoid public transportation, uh, and close to home trips seem to be much more common in, in uh, Europe, for example. As you know, a lot of people historically would have taken holidays and gone to another country, and now they're seeing how beautiful their home country is. Uh, and they're, they're limiting their exposure, they're controlling the environment that they're in, uh, and we think that's going to continue for, for a long time. Uh, but we're also very impressed with what some of our partners are doing particularly the airlines, the hotels, uh, the, the cleaning and sanitary measures that they're taking, um, the, the, the fact that, that flying on an airplane is incredibly safe with the HEPA filtration and the air circulation and all of the um, uh, research suggests that there are safe ways to travel. And yeah. we admire and respect all of our, our partners who are trying to do the right thing and, and restore confidence. And we know for a fact it's going to come back. And we know for a fact that travel in the future will be safer than it's ever been. Uh, to, to, your, <laughs> to, to your point there about, you know, seeing the beauty of our own countries, I think one thing I have realized is that it rains in every single part of the UK. <laughs> but, uh, on a more serious... Well, maybe you should travel. The other guys are staying put in their country, okay? Right. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, to take a more serious note, obviously, of course, Joe, is that, I mean, do you think consumers, and this is fairly loaded, really, do you think consumers are now more interested in travel insurance than they were before? In other words, are more people taking it out as a ratio of those that are traveling than perhaps they were because of what's going on? Absolutely. Um, I mentioned our purchase rates rising, yeah. uh, also known as take rates or conversion rates. Um, and this is a percentage of people who, when offered the, the insurance, choose to take it. And those numbers across the board have risen. Um, because people are concerned. They're concerned about COVID. They wonder what's going to happen if they get sick. They're wonder, wondering what's going to happen if they incur medical costs that their domestic insurance policies don't cover. Uh, so all of those things uh, taken together, we believe, will create even stronger demand for travel insurance, which over the past few years, if you look at the trends and you look at the interest and you look at the growth of the travel insurance business, uh, it's been steadily rising. And uh, the way I, can, I think about travel insurance is it's a little like a, a seatbelt in a car. 
And increasingly, travelers are becoming aware of whether or not they have that protection. And mm. we talked about muscle memory earlier before the, uh, the interview started. And um, travel insurance is one of those things that many people, particularly international travelers, uh, will never leave home without. And we think that that is going to um, be the case going forward. And, and lastly, if we can, Joe, I mean, is there anything fundamentally different around the protection and the, you know, the actual insurance product itself that might change as a result of what's happened in 2020. I know you talked at the beginning about, you know, uh, what's covered and what isn't covered and all those kind of things. Is there something that's going to change long-term do you think? Well, I think there are certain, uh, the answer is yes. I think the core product that is providing reimbursement for trip cancellation events or reimbursement for emergency medical coverage. I think some of those core attributes of travel insurance will remain. Where I think the innovation is going to occur and, and where we're investing is in the servicing. Yeah. Um, accessibility to the benefits, uh, accessibility to emergency medical care, having kind of ongoing um, support throughout a travel journey. And we're also, Kevin, doing some interesting things with some new partners and providing an embedded uh, uh, COVID insurance within the um, core product. And it's not, okay. a, it's not optional anymore. It's embedded in the product that's being sold by the travel supplier. And we think that's a trend that may continue um, because a lot of, a lot of uh, travel suppliers know that in order to make their offer more appealing, they need to address COVID and, and Allianz Partners and Allianz Travel has been there to do that. Okay, we'll come back to you in a second, Joe, if we can. So uh, this was uh, episode 28 of uh, uh, In Focus. Uh, as well, many of you will know, we've just come off the back of the uh, uh, Focusrite conference, which sadly didn't take place in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. It was solely online, as uh, many of you might have expected. But that finished yesterday, and uh, this particular podcast will come out in about a week's time. So we're a little bit behind on putting these out, but we've got a good reason because of the conference. Over the next couple of weeks, you'll start to see some of the interviews and the panels and the one-to-ones and everything that took place over the course of, it was three days this week and uh, two days last week. We'll start to have the videos of those sessions and particular ones to look out for our uh, interview with uh, Jason uh, Calacanis, the fairly well-known Silicon Valley investor. Um, certainly speaks his mind on pretty much everything that you ask him about. So it was a really good interview. Uh, Ginny Clark of Google. Uh, I interviewed uh, Glenn Fogel of Booking Holdings. We've also got interviews with Steve Kaufer of TripAdvisor, Amy Burr of JetBlue Ventures, uh, Peter Kern of Expedia. We had Buddies Reunited, that's uh, Terry Jones of Michelle Peluso, uh, both of Travelocity fame. So that was really good. And also my colleague uh, Linda Fox interviewed Sean Menke, the senior of uh, Expedia, uh, sorry, of uh, Sabre. So uh, look out for those. We'll start to drip three those videos out on focuswire.com over the next couple of weeks. There's dozens and dozens of video interviews which would keep you all out of mischief right up until uh, Christmas I would imagine so uh, yeah so look out for that if you want to get a full list of the program it's focusrightconference.com and watch out for those uh, Joe I mean really I mean kind of what's next for Alliance Partners as you kind of look into 2021 and I know we've obviously have been discussing at length here about what's been going on this year but I mean how do you kind of set your own strategy for 2021 are you just kind of 
following the news almost on, I mean, how does it all kind of work? Yeah, we're following the news and we're trying to anticipate what's next. And <laughs> certainly, as we mentioned, talking about more simplified uh, terms and conditions, more simplified and harmonized products across the globe, not just within the U.S., all of those things are things that we're, we're focused on. We're also looking at some new services. As I mentioned, some of the core components of travel insurance won't change, but what will change is how they're consumed, um, how, how Allianz is, is accessed and how the, how the traveler can access important information. Um, so there's going to be innovation. Uh, we're right there. And uh, we think it's going to be against a backdrop of COVID that unfortunately is going to last for uh for the foreseeable future and hopefully yeah. these vaccines come and they're distributed to the seven billion people on the planet and we can we can get back to living again but until then uh we're trying to do the right thing and support our partners and support our customers okay uh joe mason from Allianz partners thank you very much for being on this episode of in focus uh, happy thanksgiving you're back in the US. So uh, uh, thanks again. And we'll see you next time. Everybody that's tuning in, if you're not a subscriber, you can do so on all the usual places where you get your favorite podcasts. It's iTunes, it's Amazon, Alexa, Google Podcasts, all those kind of places. So if you're not a subscriber, you can do so by clicking the subscribe button, obviously, on those particular platforms. As always, loyal listeners, thanks for tuning in again. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, Kevin.